Hello and welcome to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hello, you guys, and welcome back. I am very excited to dive into today's topic. It's going to be a really good episode. I've got tons of notes and tons of information that I'm going to be throwing your way. So I don't know if you want to like sit down and take notes on this one, because I know that this one is going to help a lot of people. Um, We're going to be talking all about thyroid health and why thyroid health is so important and all of the different functions that it has. And I think the reason that this is going to relate to a lot of people is because a lot of women struggle with low thyroid, Um, more so low thyroid function than high thyroid, just because of all of these things that we're going to talk about today. Although uh, hyperthyroid, overactive thyroid is still a thing and it is still um, prevalent. And, And it's not, we don't want our thyroid to be functioning too much or too little. We want it to be Goldilocks. We want it to be just right. And it is really, really common to see someone who is, you know, whether they are diagnosed hypothyroid or even subclinical, it is, I think the statistic, like I said in last episode was about one in three or one in four women's thyroids aren't functioning optimally. And, and I want, I don't want this to be, you know, I I never want any of the information that I share to be something that scares you, but I do want it to be information that you can use and, and take into kind of figuring out what is going on, how can you get your best health and, that is obviously my goal from this whole platform and all of the educational information that I put out on social media. So that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about why are we seeing more cases of low thyroid and why are women being so much more diagnosed with Hashimoto's and these autoimmune conditions of thyroid and, and why we should care. And there's a lot of different things that the thyroid is responsible for. And hopefully you'll learn some today that maybe you didn't know before and you'll learn about that today and you'll learn about some root causes for thyroid, a lot of those being environmental. So the thing that I love about this is although this is not something fun and we don't want to be dealing with an organ that's not functioning as optimally, a lot of these things are things that you can kind of control, which is very cool and very empowering. So I want to, although, you know, no one, everybody that comes to me and is hypothyroid, they, they feel so defeated. They feel so stressed. And I, I totally understand and, and, and accept that that's what they're feeling. But the good news is, is there's so much that can be controlled in all of this. And I really want to talk about what the thyroid is, what are some root causes, what are some symptoms you might be experiencing if your thyroid's off? And then what are some deficiencies and kind of key nutrients that, people might want to add in. And a lot of, apart from the deficiencies in key nutrients, a lot of it is going to be lifestyle driven. So we're going to talk about a lot about that and the root cause. And, and I get a lot of questions from people saying uh, with my online course, okay, I really want to go through your online course. I have thyroid issues, you know, should, should I go through your online course? And the answer is 100% yes, because I don't necessarily talk multiple modules about the thyroid, but all modules that are in there are module or are lessons that need to, and are lessons and things that need to be addressed in order for the thyroid to be functioning optimally. So 
let's get into it. Let's kind of talk about what the thyroid is. So the thyroid is a gland in your throat. So if it is enlarged, you'll kind of be able to feel it. It's like around your mid throat. I remember in chiropractic school, we had to like put, we had to feel it and we had to have people like swallow and Oh, I remember getting that tested on, on us and that was dreadful, but that was just checking to see like if there were goiters or not that I necessarily would test that in office, but sometimes I have felt people's thyroid to see if they are, you know, enlarged, swollen, whatnot, but that's where the, the gland is. The gland is like in your throat there and it is responsible for essentially your metabolic rate. So it is responsible for burning calories and creating energy. Um, so when we think about metabolism, it's not just the calories, it's energy and all of that. Um, it's because of that, it's really also, again, largely responsible for so many other things that are going on in the body that require energy and have a huge thing to do with metabolism, such as weight, um, your menstrual cycles, uh, has a lot to do with cholesterol conversion because thyroid hormone is responsible for converting cholesterol into DHEA, testosterone, progesterone. So what's very interesting is most people who have issues with thyroid don't make enough progesterone because if their thyroid is low, they, they don't have that hormone to then therefore turn cholesterol into all these other hormones that are needed. So typically I'll see them with a little bit higher cholesterol. They have pretty low DHEA, low progesterone, somewhat low testosterone. It depends. I mean, everybody's case presents to me differently, but those are why is because thyroid hormone is very responsible for cholesterol conversion. Um, and so because your thyroid is kind of your metabolic currency, it also is responsible for your digestion. So when thyroid is off, so is digestion. So when, when, you know, things aren't moving as well. Your metabolism is high. Your energy, therefore, is not going to be as high. Digestion is not going to be functioning because if you think of in terms of low digestion or low thyroid function, I'm sorry, low thyroid function, everything else is going to be working low. Whereas high thyroid function is going to be the opposite where, um, you know, you're sweating more. You're, those people are much more thin because they're just burning through calories like crazy. And, and even though that might sound fun, hyperthyroid is not as good because you have a much higher chance of, uh, getting graves, which is an autoimmune form. Um, you also have loose stools and diarrhea. And so therefore you're not actually absorbing the food that you're eating. And it's, it's this vicious cycle. Like I said, you don't want it to be high. You don't want it to be low. You want it to be right in the middle. And another really interesting part of your thyroid that most people don't realize is that your thyroid is actually really a key part of your immune system. So between your fat-free mass, activating lymphocytes, which are immune cells, controlling immune cells and dealing with autoimmunity, your thyroid has a huge part in your immune system, um, which is very, very cool. Um, so that's why I do see people sometimes who have underactive thyroid, they are a little bit more susceptible to colds and you know, bugs and stuff that are going around. And I also think a lot of this stems from kind of root cause issues. So although this next list that I'm going to share of symptoms is pretty vast, don't just necessarily be listening to this and automatically diagnose yourself with a thyroid issue. Um, although it's very common, you know, you definitely do want to work with somebody who knows, but if you are experiencing any of these symptoms, just know that, you know, like you're not crazy for feeling these things and that these things are things that should be addressed. And none of these things that I'm about to talk about are normal. So heavy, painful periods, super common thing I see with thyroid missing or regular periods. Also along with that, um, issues with weight, a lot of times 
issues losing weight, low energy, big one, big one. People like they hit a, a lull like in the afternoon. They just they really could take a nap at any point in the day. Low energy at any point except for when you're ready to go to bed is never normal. Um, high cholesterol, like I said, is something I see. Hair falling out, thinning hair, brittle hair, hair not growing, weak hair, weak nails, poor skin. Dry skin is also common, and sometimes I see little breakouts with it as well. And then constipation or diarrhea or like digestive up, uh, digestive complaints, those are all really common. Like di- I usually see constipation and bloating kind of together when I'm working with somebody, but those are like just a few blanket symptoms that are really really common when it comes to wondering if your thyroid's off. So why might the thyroid be off? Well. A huge part of thyroid being off is stress. Uh, Stress is very key when it comes to trying to get your thyroid back on track. And stress comes in a lot of different forms. So I would definitely refer back to my podcast on stress. I can't remember exactly what episode it is, but I can link it in the show notes. And you can just go back, listen to that one where all I talk about is stress. Because if you really want to get a hold on your thyroid, stress has to be managed in a good way. And stress, like I said, it comes in a lot of forms. There's emotional stress that, you know, what's going on in your life, managing work, managing all that you've got on your plate. But then stress also comes in other forms like overtraining or undertraining or over dieting or, um, you know, chronic dieting or, um, you know, living in an environment where you're exposed to all these environmental chemicals that I'm going to mention in a second, because environmental chemicals actually play a pretty large role in depressing and or suppressing and depressing your thyroid function. Um, so stress is a huge, huge key player. So is leaky gut. Cause interestingly, the body's all connected and stress causes leaky gut and your gut is really responsible for a lot of different things. And a lot of people with thyroid issues are experiencing some form of leaky gut in one form or another. So you can go back, listen to the gut episode I did. And I dive into all of these topics that I'm talking about here in my online hormone course that I will put the link in the show notes for that as well. And it's always on my website, www.haleyshoff.com slash consults. Um, so let's get into some environmental reasons why thyroid might be off. Um, so back, so some reasons, um, dental kind of reasons are fluoride and mercury fillings. They've been found to really, really be connected to thyroid function. So fluoride, was given in multiple studies to men to therefore suppress their thyroid function. So just imagine what that's doing in your it fluorides in our drinking water. It's in your toothpaste. It's in all of these things. So if you can get fluoride out, that's a really good start, especially if you're someone who's like, I'm drinking water all the time. Are you drinking it from your tap? Um, Cause I don't think that that's too good. Or, you know, you're drinking it from the tap, but then you're taking a hot bath and every night and you know, a hot water is very porous and it's getting into your skin and I'm all for a hot Epsom salt bath, but when it's filled with dirty, gross, not physically dirty, but water that's got chlorine and fluoride in it that is going to impact your hormones. I do kind of worry about that. Mercury fillings again are another one, which depending on which dentist you go to and which demographic or which age group you are, you might may or may not have them. Other environmental chemicals are things like uh, phthalates, which are like a P-H-A-L-A-T-E-S. 
So phthalates and parabens that are found in personal care products, they're found in pretty much everything. And so check, I mean, are you spraying down the counters with these things? Are you cleaning the bathroom with these things? Are you using fragrance? Um, which fragrance is a huge one. Pesticides are another. So on your produce, lead is a huge one as well. So there's a lot of environmental things that, that kind of deal with thyroid, obviously going back and talking about stress. Um, I do want to mention super restrictive diets. So super low carb, um, or super high carb. It's like that balance. The thyroid needs to kind of like be challenged. And so I, I love more of like high fat diets just personally, but I do be mind. I am mindful of like adding in healthy carbs to help my thyroid out because I, I understand that it needs it. So I do more carbs in and around my workouts to kind of like fuel them. And, um, and I have noticed that with people who are either chronically dieting, so they're constantly eating under and calories, you know, that is a huge form of stress that does contribute to low thyroid function. Um, and one other symptom that I forgot to mention for low thyroid function that it just came to my head, I don't know why, probably because I'm looking outside at the snow, is constantly being cold, especially cold extremities. So because if things are slowing down, blood flow is not able to get out to the extremities. Um, so yeah, pretty interesting. Um, and if you experience these symptoms, it totally makes sense. And it's very common, but take a look at those root causes that I mentioned and like really dive into those. And the, those are kind of just like, again, really a snapshot. And I just really wanted to mention all of these different things because a lot of those things can be controlled. Like you can get a water filter. We use the Berkey and I have the fluoride filters that go under it. So the Berkey is two carbon filters or two charcoal filters. And then the fluoride filters attached to it. And I, we love it. And we drink out of that only. We don't drink out of the fridge filter. We don't drink out of the tap. I totally used to. And then when I found out what was in my water, I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so you can check out what's in your water. If you go to the EWG.org, you can go there, go to their um, water database, type in your zip code, and you can see exactly what's in your water. Not only did we have, you know, the typical contaminants like fluoride, chlorine, and all of this horrible chemical stuff that is meant to be, or is in like a swimming pool that shouldn't really be in a swimming pool either because it kills literally everything. Imagine what it's doing in your body. So like you put chlorine in a swimming pool because it kills things. Well, it does the same thing when you're drinking it. So you're drinking chlorine, you're drinking fluoride, it's killing the good bacteria in your gut and you're showering in it and it's killing the bacteria on your skin. We're, we're continuing like to live in this hyper over sanitized. Ugh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. So I actually even got a shower and bath filter on Amazon. I got, I, I, I can't, I can't not remember the brands. They're two separate ones. So one filter attaches to my shower head and it filters out the fluoride and chlorine. And then the little bath thing sits where the water would come out for the bath. And it filters that as well. And I really don't, I get that it probably doesn't filter everything, but it's definitely better than nothing. So I got that. It was about, I think it was 30 bucks for the shower filter and 30 for the bath, but totally worth it in my opinion, because I like to take Epsom salt baths a lot. That's one thing that I like to do to manage my stress. Um, and it, it works for me. So I really did not want to be shooting myself in the foot and, you know, showering in a bunch of fluoride and chlorine and gross things that 
are going to be like negating whatever I'm doing. And same thing with drinking water. I, if you're going to start with anything, I would definitely start there because hopefully you're drinking plenty of water every single day. But are, is that water, does that water have all of these things in it that we don't want in it? Potentially. So, um, Okay, so let's talk about some key nutrition deficiencies that I see in people with thyroid function, and uh, we can kind of go from there. So some key nutrients that are needed for your thyroid are selenium, which selenium is a huge key nutrient, not only for thyroid, but for your immune system. It's a super powerful antioxidant. It's so great, and you can get your daily selenium intake by two to three Brazil nuts every single day. So that's what I do. I take two to three Brazil nuts and I'll have it with like a small piece of dark chocolate and that hits your selenium intake for the day. No pills necessary. So, um, I'll get Brazil nuts on, I'll get Brazil nuts and then I'll soak them because if soaking and sprouting nuts helps to get rid of anti-nutrients like phytic acid that actually impairs absorption of minerals because seeds, honestly, like they don't really want to be eaten. So, we've over time figured out, okay, if we soak and we sprout these things that actually allows for these anti-nutrients to be taken out so that we can actually get all the benefits from them. So it's the same thing with grains. That's why sprouted grains are really important because grains, nuts, seeds, they don't really want to be eaten. So sprouted forms of them are always best and you can sprout them yourself. So what that essentially means sprouting and soaking. So I'll put my little Brazil nuts in a little container, glass container with water with filtered water from my Berkey and then I'll let it sit for five, six hours and then I will drain the water and then dry out the nuts and then I'll store them in the fridge because they actually do better in the fridge, especially once they're sprouted. So that's what I'll do. And then I take them out. I have two to three every day, support your thyroid, support your immune system just with three Brazil nuts a day. Again, this is, this is not medical advice. This is me just like sharing what I do, what I know and what might be beneficial to you. But that's just a really great tip is just to get it from whole foods if possible. So selenium is great. It's really needed. Like I said, for that conversion of T4 to T3. So T4 is the inactive form. T3 is the active form. Um, and before I even go any further, a lot of people don't get full thyroid panels when they are being diagnosed with thyroid issues. It's usually TSA, which is thyroid stimulating hormone, um, and maybe T3, T4, but you want a full panel. So if you are advocating, if you want to advocate for yourself and you want to really know if something's going on, ask your doctor for a full thyroid panel. Um, and if they don't give it to you, you, there are labs like quest and lab core that you can actually order it yourself and test it at home. And I'm always more than happy to read people's labs. We can book a consult and you can send me your labs. We'll go through them. Um, but I, I, I find that saying that conversion from T4 to T3 reminded me that usually T3 or T4 and TSH are only what physicians will order, but in the, you actually need so much more. You need the antibodies and you need reverse T3. Um, you need all of the, you need the full panel. Um, so another nutrient that is really key for thyroid function is vitamin D, which interestingly enough, vitamin D is really needed for everything. It's needed for so much of hormone health. And so vitamin D is responsible for kind of like it's helping with that conversion of cholesterol into those other precursor hormones. It's responsible for your immune system health, your metabolic rate, your metabolic health, so many different things. So, um, vitamin D, the best source is the sun. Um, some people do have issues with absorption from the sun. And right now it is December in 
up uh, northeast, so I am not getting the sun. And even if I am, even if it is sunny, pretty much the only thing exposed is my face. So I'm not getting a lot. I got a lot over the summer. I was out. If the sun was out, I was out and I was exposing skin. So I know I got a lot this summer, but during these cooler months, I do supplement. Um, in the summer, I don't typically supplement with vitamin D, but starting in October, really November and on, I, I do November to April-ish, I will supplement, especially because, you know, it's quote unquote cold and flu season and it's quote unquote, you know, susceptible season. And I know that I know and you know that that's not for just no good reason. It's because we are more susceptible during this time for so many things. So I do supplement. I supplement with a liposomal vitamin D because vitamin D is absorbed a little bit further on in your intestinal tract. And a lot of vitamin Ds don't quite make it there because they are denatured and killed within the stomach acid. But what's good about the liposomal covering and what liposomal means is it's a fat covering. So it will help it be sustained and digested longer into the intestinal tract. So I can link for the one that I use in the show notes. I take 5,000 up to 10,000 a day. Um, typically 5,000 is a good maintenance dose just because I know that I got a lot over the summer. But if I am feeling, you know, like if I'm around people who are sick or if I'm starting to feel like I'm getting a cold or run down, I will take more. And, um, I, the way that I take it because it's a liquid, it's just one teaspoon is one, uh, a serving. And then if I need, I'll take more. Um, you also want to look for K2 and vitamin A in your vitamin D supplement, because that is really how you're going to get the most out of it and the most amount absorbed. So I will also take my vitamin D Uh, I'll get some of my vitamin D in like a cod liver oil and eating liver. So cod liver oil, I use the one from standard process. Um, that's got a lot of vitamin A in it. It's got some omegas in it too. So I load up on that as well because you're getting the benefit of the liver. And then I also will eat liver. So I don't eat liver every day. I'll take some desiccated liver pills, but then I also like cut liver, uh, beef liver into very, very small little chunks. And then I'll take a little bit with a glass of water um, because liver is very high in vitamin D. Sometimes some wild caught fatty fish will be high in vitamin D as well. Um, and that's really like the, the extent of it occurring naturally. You can get vitamin D fortified in your foods like like conventional dairy, which is really not something I recommend. I drink raw dairy, which raw dairy is a totally different story than conventional dairy. And that could be its own podcast in itself. Um, so yeah, like milk has it, but it's fortified and I don't quite know how I feel about that. I I don't really like conventional dairy to begin with. That's why I drink raw. Um, but anyways, I, like I said, that's a separate, (laughs) separate story. Uh, B vitamins crucial for your thyroid. So B vitamins are found in so many different things. B vitamins are found a lot in high quality animal products, you know, the muscle meat, um, and the organs being like the highest part of it. So especially B12, B12 is not found in any plant food. B12 is specifically found in animal foods only. So that's a good source of B vitamins. Um, you can also, if you are going to supplement with B vitamins, please make sure they are actually in their activated methylated form. Most times in supplements, they're not like they're found like folic acid. That's not the absorbable form. It should be folate instead of folic acid. Um, so like if you want to know if they're methylated or activated, it should say like methyl, like methyl cobaltmine or, um, methyl 
tetrahydrofolate next to it. Um, it shouldn't say like folic acid or um, what's the other one? Like it, it will say it next to it. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, but um, I can link the methylate, uh, a methylated vitamin that I use below. But I find that this is really good for putting people on because B vitamins, especially B12, are really good for like calming and anxiety. And a lot, and, uh, and that goes a lot with thyroid because, um, like one of my favorite, one of my favorite things that I'll give to some patients is like a B12 and trace minerals. Trace minerals are essential for thyroid health. And a lot of people don't get enough trace minerals because a lot of people un- think that salt is bad and they don't salt their food and they're not getting enough trace minerals and the foods that they're eating like fruits and vegetables, because if they're not grown properly, they're not enriched with good soil and therefore it's not passed along in the food. And it's just like this whole crappy broken thing. So trace minerals are super important, especially if you're drinking a lot of water, um, which I see a ton of people. They're like, Oh my God, I drink a gallon or two of water a day. I'm like, do you add salt to your water at all? I'm like, no, why would I do that? I'm like, because you're not absorbing your water then. And what you're doing is you're like complete, completely diluting all your minerals. So what I recommend and what I personally do is I'll add like a pinch or two of pink salt or dead sea salt to my water because that's giving me trace minerals and you actually need sodium to properly absorb water. So I'll just a little bit, not to the point where your water tastes like seawater, but to the point where like you're actually getting a little bit of the trace minerals and it's super beneficial. And when I do tell people who have low thyroid function and they are under a lot of stress and a lot of it is adrenal in nature, if they start adding salt in their diet, they start feeling a lot better because salt, your adrenals need those trace minerals. Your adrenals need salt. So you can really do a free thing and just support it by putting a little high quality salt on your food, putting a little bit in your water. Like I'll start my day with a little bit of pink salt and my water, a fresh squeezed lemon, a little bit of apple cider vinegar, and just like a huge cup of filtered Berkey water. Um, so yeah, that's super, super important. Trace minerals, salt, so important for healing the adrenals for supporting your thyroid. And it's so like, it's, I love, I love adding those in because they make such a big difference. And although they're in very small amounts, hence trace mineral, they do, they're great. Um, another deficiency kind of going off the mineral is magnesium. We need magnesium for over, over 300 different chemical and metabolic reactions in the body. And if you're stressed, you're 100% depleting magnesium. So magnesium can be found in dark leafy greens. It can be found in really dark chocolate. So not milk chocolate, but like dark cocoa chocolate. That's like got that stronger taste and it can be found in nuts and seeds, especially if they're sprouted because you're going to absorb more of it. So, um, a great snack, like if you are feeling stressed, anxious, and you like, you, you just like need to grab something, grab like a magnesium and trace mineral packed snack, like a handful of almonds with a little bit of salt and a little bit of dark chocolate. You'll get that magnesium hit. You're going to get the trace mineral hit. It's going to be great. And that you're actually like deplete. You're actually replenishing like what nutrients are depleted that are giving you that feeling of craving in the first place. So that was like one of my go-to snacks in chiropractic school. Like I'd get towards the end of the day it would be like we'd have class until from eight in the morning until six at night. And I would like three o'clock, I'm like dying. I'm just feeling so overwhelmed. I've got to like go home and study for like four tests that we have tomorrow. And I just remember like my afternoon snack would be a little handful of almonds with 
uh, a little bit of sea salt and um, a little bit of dark chocolate. And it was like so perfect. I was able to concentrate and like I was replenishing all of the things that were being depleted because I was so stressed because I knew that I had a million things to do when I got home at six and all I wanted to do was sleep. So, um, super, super important. And, um, glutathione is also another really important, uh, antioxidant when it comes to your thyroid. So glutathione is actually our body makes it. It's, made in your liver, but a lot of people need extra liver support. So therefore a lot of people don't make as much glutathione as they could. So supporting your liver is very important, but foods and things that can help glutathione production, um, are things like broccoli sprouts. So broccoli sprouts are super, super high in sulforaphane, which is going to help your, your body's natural production of glutathione and other antioxidants like quercetin, things like onions and garlic and things you know, superfood antioxidants like that can help your, your glutathione production. I like taking a liposomal glutathione because when I ran the Dutch test on myself, I saw that my glutathione was deficient. So I do broccoli sprouts pretty much daily. And then I will supplement with a liposomal glutathione. And I really love using the liposomal glutathione before I, you know, work out or before I take a hot Epsom salt bath or go in the sauna because the glutathione is going to like push all the crap out of my, my cells. Cause it's a, it's a detox. It's a like, it's your master antioxidant. So then when you go in the sauna or you go in a hot bath, it just, you like feel it even more. And it, I don't know if it's just in my head, but I just feel like I sweat so much more and I feel like I'm getting so much more of a benefit. So there's so many things kind of that go down to it. Um, but when it comes to really like working on improving your thyroid, one thing that I didn't mention when it comes to environmental is BPA and plastics. So do not be eating your food out of plastic. Try to eat your food out of glass. Do especially do not heat your food up in plastic. If you could like we we got rid of all of our blender bottles. The only blender bottles we have are stainless steel. Um, so they're not coated. Even though the blender bottles say they're BPA free, I don't trust it. They're still BPA free does not mean chemical free. <laughs> Um, especially if you're putting them in the dishwasher and then it's leaching all over your other things. So pretty much we just drink out of glass, mason jars, stainless steel, hydro flask, like those type of things. Yeti, you know, something that's made with that stainless steel. Um, all of our meal prep containers and food storage things are all glass. Um, not only for me, but for Nick too, because BPA impacts not only female hormones, but male hormones. Um, so we, just use the Pyrex containers. They're made out of glass. Um, we really don't use plastic much at all. Uh, so I, that's a huge thing that I see. And that's a lot of times a hard spot for people, but it's, it's totally worth it. So, um, we talked about a lot of different things today and I hope that you found this interesting. I hope that this helps give you some directions to start researching and and places that you need to go, maybe foods that you need to add in, things that might be missing that can help support your thyroid. But when it comes down to it, you have to focus on the root causes like your gut, stress, sleeping, and not overtraining, not undertraining. It's like all of these different root cause things are really, really important when it comes to your thyroid. Um, and if you want to learn more about that, my online hormone course goes into very deep, deep talk on all the root causes, not just the ones that we mentioned today, but there are more and, and why those are important and helping you really understand like the hierarchy of hormones. So the link for that's in the show notes. It's also on my website under the remote consult tab. 
Um, definitely grab it before the new year because the prices will be going up for the course. So if you want to be locked in at that special launch price, I would definitely go grab it now because it won't be at that price forever. Um, but again, I hope you guys found this helpful. If you want to learn more, definitely join the course. If you think that someone could benefit from this, please share this with them. Um, leave a review. All of those things really just help kind of continue to get the word out there, but I so appreciate it. And I thank you in advance for all of your support. I so appreciate it. And I I can't do it without you guys. So thank you. I hope you learned something today and I hope you lead yourself to better health.